This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments, and to learn how to become a guest or sponsor of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Joe, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. Welcome back to the second hour. Uh, this is FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, you can look for our show on your favorite podcast platform. It's simple, at gunsportsradio.com. That's gunsportsradio.com. This hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key into an AR-15 or AR-10 to instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at calikey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. Hey, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. This segment is brought to you by San Diego County Gun Owners. $10 a month, and you can help keep your Second Amendment rights free and safe. Join today and make your voice heard. And right now we have Joe Germisi, the co-word blogger. Joe, what do you got today? Well, went back to a um, little something about California uh, California gun laws. Haven't written about that in a while. And um, went back and took a look at the roster. Always an interesting thing. You would think that, um, you know, with all the stuff we've, that's been going on uh, in the country the last couple of months, um, that the legislators up there in Sacramento would be occupied doing other stuff, um, making up goofy uh, regulations and restrictions and things like that. Um, to mess with the uh, Second Amendment things, mm-hmm. but that would not be the case. You'd be wrong if you thought that. So um, back to the gun roster. Uh, most listeners probably know what that is, the San Diego, or the uh, California handgun roster, which restricts um, handguns, basically, that we can buy out here in uh, California. And um, there's a new proposal up there. It's a, um, what is it, AB 2847. Um, and that's a bill that was... Um, Proposed by, who's it, David Chu, and uh, I think it's Jesse Gabriel. Uh, David Chu is a um, assemblyman from the San Francisco area. Uh, Gabriel's from the San Fernando Valley, I think, just uh, above L.A. And um, what the uh, bill is proposing is uh, it amends the, um, the roster so that for every new semi-automatic gun that they add to the roster, they remove three semi-automatic guns. So that's the idea with the bill or with this, um, this proposal anyway that they have. And, um, you know, it's what I was, the, when I wrote the article here, I was saying, you know, okay, you're making a bad law or worse now, really. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, um, I was taking a look at the roster the other day and they, it's, it's interesting that they've added four guns recently in uh, 2020. And, uh, the four guns that got added were, uh, MMP shields. And it looks like at least two of them are different color versions of the same gun. And I think that's probably true with the other two. I just I didn't have time to look them up uh, to see specifically what they were. 
But if that law was in place now, you would think that, okay, we added four guns. So that means we have to take 12 guns off. So four of the same guns. Yeah, because the roster considers if, if you have the, a, a gun like an MMP shield, nine millimeter, which is what these were, one of them was uh, olive drab, I think, and the other one was stainless or something like that. That's two guns on the roster. So if they're counting it that way, and again, the law is not clear, at least the, what I read on the bill wasn't real clear about that. They just said if you add two, you take, uh, or if you have one, you uh, take three off. But I mean, if I, if I interpret that literally the way it's written, then, okay, we added four. So that means we need to take off 12. So, um, you know, and, and again, that's not a, it's just, you know, it's, it's a, what's Michael called a de facto gun ban. I guess. How many that's guns do we have on the roster right now? At the moment, there's 818, um, which is interesting too, because you used to be able to look on there, for instance, um, when I was researching this a couple of days ago, um, you could look on there and you could see, okay, in 2019, they removed 66 guns. So that was 66 fell off of the roster, including a, um, a Ruger GP 100, uh, which is a really nice revolver. I've got, I've got the match champion version of that. And it was the GP 100, um, with wooden grips is how it was described. And I looked and there's still four or five GP 100s on there. But again, they, um, and I'm not sure why that fell off. There's no explanation. It's, it's probably just because Ruger, for whatever reason, decided not to apply again and not to pay the fee and not to mm -hmm. give them another gun to test. Um, but the other thing that um, has changed on there is you used to be able, it used to be a running total of uh, guns that were added all the way back. You could see 2019, um, 2018, 2017. And now it looks like that side's limited to 30 days because when I looked a couple of days ago, I saw the four MMP shields on there. When I looked today, I think it was just to check the link, um, it said no, uh, no new guns added in the last 30 days. So now whatever, for whatever reason, it looks like they're limiting that side, that data, mm -hmm. I guess, to 30 days. Well, that, that 800 is misleading too, because it's, it's not like you know, if you go into a shop, you're not going to see 800 different models of pistols. Right. I mean, you'll you'll have one model, and it's got a a, a bunch of different variants. Right. So if you count up all those variants, um, you, you'll get to that 800 number. It's really really low. It's 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 it used to be thousands because of all the different models and variants and that sort of thing. Yeah, and that's what I say in the article too, because uh, like you're saying, a lot of them are just different colors or different cosmetic differences of the same gun. And, you know, there, I, I don't know what the number is, but there must be thousands, if not tens of thousands of handgun models yeah. around the country and pretty much everywhere else in the country, you can buy anything that's available for sale handgun wise, uh, except here. But I hadn't thought of that angle that, that, that you brought up. So what, what Chu was, was the, the, the supposed original intent of the bill was to make micro stamping easier. And then if you're pistol complies with the easier version of micro stamping you can get onto the roster but then they're going to pull three guns off to get your one new compliant gun on but there's actually two ways to get onto the roster one is to you know micro stamping which is a technology that doesn't exist and can't can't do it two is they've loosened it up enough to where you can get a different color you know a few years ago you couldn't do that well, so 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 is, so now that's really bad now and that's what I'm saying. And I think that's why the, the shields are on there. There'd be no other reason to be able to get a semi-automatic gun on there. So, um, yeah, and that's what's going to happen. It's, gonna, it's so another goal. 
the goal is to reduce the number of guns available for sale to citizens in California. That's Down to what number? Zero. Zero, I think, <laughs> is, is the ultimate goal there. And um, and by the way, that was the case made, by, but we didn't make that up. Well, technically, the, the case made by the state was one. Uh, this uh, pistol roster is in court, and the attorney for the state, the case they made was as long as there is one firearm available in California, they fulfilled their constitutionally, uh, you know, uh, constitutional requirement of allowing someone to keep and bear arms. Well, yeah. what's going to keep one one firearm? Well, what's going to keep people from now going to Nevada and and buying weapons and, and bringing them in over illegally? It, well, nothing. Nothing stops criminals from being right. criminals. But they're making criminals right out of the general public. Yeah, and and that's true. And there's different ways around it. I mean, like with almost all the bad gun laws, law enforcement is exempt. If you're a, a anybody connected with law enforcement, you can buy anything you want, just like a normal citizen, um, and somewhere else in the country anyway. So you know that's one way around it. Uh, the other thing too is it's not illegal for private sales. If I had a an off roster gun and I wanted to sell it to you, we can do that. So people really? buy guns that way. It's just they can't be sold in the store, and you can't order one off of the internet and buy one out mm-hmm. here if it's not on the roster. Interesting. Yeah, totally. This shows. Well, it was a good block. I, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoy your articles. I've said it before, and I absolutely mean it. I think some of the best Second Amendment content on the internet right now is being produced by Joe Dramisi, and you can find it on SanDiegoCountyGunOwners.com. So hopefully it inspires people to think about this stuff and get involved because, you know, that's what I always say. It's, it's just it's not enough anymore to say, oh, I vote. And I do this or I do that. You got to do more now. Well, who's in our defense in Sacramento? Do we have a lobbyist? Um, we have Brian Jones defending us up yeah. there. <laughs> it, it, it's it's so we're we're in such the minority up there. Uh, you know, the anti-gun side can uh, uh, basically act at will. They can ban or pass bills at will. Um, and there's not without much. any opposition. Yeah. Well, there's so, organizations that work up there. I mean, that, that have lobbyists and things. We don't because we stay pretty much focused in San Diego County. But, you know, like I was saying in the block, you can't depend on the Republicans say are going to stand up for us. For one, they don't have any voice. Uh, two, they don't have a plan to get a voice back. So uh, people just need to get involved with organizations like ours and, and the other various organizations and out vote there and stand the right up. people into office. I, I think that's, that's the case. I mean, again, you can rely on the Supreme Court, which is a, uh, Kind of a dual-edged sword. We just saw that yeah, yesterday with Justice that? Roberts. I couldn't believe you that. cannot count on them yet. Yeah. You know, we don't have a reliable um, majority of no, constitutionalist yeah. justices there yet. So, okay. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break. Great job, Joe. Uh, that's Gun Sports Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Stay calm. There's more Gun Sports Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Sports Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. 
It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight full-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. By the way, this segment is sponsored by the good folks at U.S. Law Shield. Go to uslawshield.com. If you own any firearm, talk to the good folks at U.S. Law Shield about what happens after the bang. All right, Mike, who we got? Well, we have this great guy named Joe Dramisi. Uh, we're starting a new got, segment. Uh, we're starting a new segment here on on uh, Gun Sports Radio, where we're going to do a product review. And right. Joe Dramisi has uh, uh, volu- been voluntold to uh, <laughs> do the segment, and so he's uh, got his first. They so went into his warehouse. Went into his warehouse full of stuff. So he's going to do his his first uh, product review here, and it's for Predator holster from Wright Leatherworks. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So uh, talk to us. So that's good. So one of the good things about me doing it is I get to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, you know, looking at, uh, we want to do these um, gear reviews. Um, hopefully, eventually, maybe get uh, get to do one every show. Um, but we'll work our way up to that. So I'm going to start off with the uh, the Predator Pancake Holster, um, which is the holster I use. And it's, as Michael was saying, it's from Light, uh, Wright Leather Works, and they're out of Fremont, Ohio, and uh, run by uh, the Wright brothers, actually, Scott and Brandon. And um, they're one of the top uh, custom leather holster makers in the country. So um, if you've uh, read a lot of the stuff that I've written or listened to uh, some of the things we talk about up here, you'll know with me it was an evolution. You know, I started with uh, a smaller subcompact gun and then inside the waistband holster, started out with a Kydex, then a hybrid type holster. And now I've kind of evolved to a leather holster, um, which is the Predator holster is one I wear pretty much every day and have been at least for the last six months or so. And um, I found that for me, it works uh, It works really well. A pancake-style holster, what that means or uh, what that refers to is it's made from two um, pieces of leather, basically, that are sewn together. Hmm. It's molded to fit exactly your gun. So when you order the holster, um, you tell them what kind of gun you carry. I carry a Glock 19. So they mold the, uh, the holster to fit exactly um, the gun that you're going to carry. Um, it's a um, it's a beautiful leather holster. It stays um, it's a stiff uh, holster too, so it stays open, which is important. It um, it stays open, and there's a reinforcing leather strip on it to keep it open, so it makes it easier to reholster uh, the gun, which is important. Um, it'd be important if you ever had to use it, but it's um, really handy when you're training because you should train with the stuff that you carry every day. So you take a class. Um, you know, I've done week long classes with this thing now. And, um, you know, classes where you're drawing and shooting and uh, putting the thing back in the holster. And it's really nice. It's really nice that the um, the holster stays open. It stays nice and stiff like that. The other thing that's nice on there, there's a, um, a custom kind of, they call it a body shield. It's just another piece of leather that's on the inside of the holster and uh, the side that's facing your body, which keeps your gun off of your body if you're, you know, carrying it without an undershirt or something like that on. Um, the other thing that's nice about that um, about that um, that body shield that they have there is when you've got your gun in there in the holster, um, if you just briefly you could stick your thumb on the back of the slide and kind of um, 
slide your thumb to the um, to the inside briefly, you could feel that leather tab. And what that tells you is if that gun is seated in there, it's exactly where it's supposed to be, um, where the trigger guard's completely covered and safe and it hasn't moved, you can feel it just by checking it like that. Yeah. Um, and it's not something, you know, you don't want to be checking your gun or touching that thing. But like, um, for instance, when I get out of the truck, as I step out, sometimes I'll do that just to make sure nothing moved. Um, the holster works very well. Nothing ever moves. It's never not where it's supposed to be. Um, you can wear it at a different, you know, wherever you're comfortable, um, around your, uh, your waist, your belt. It's designed to be worn at the four or five o'clock position. Um, which is about where I wear it, um, but it can be worn anywhere. It's cut for a uh, one and three quarter inch belt, um, which again, I use uh, one of the right um, Leatherworks gun belts as well, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, maybe. And this is outside the waistband. It is outside the waistband. I wear it with a cover garment and I found that it makes it a lot easier and a lot quicker to draw um, with that. Cause we were talking uh, at the first segment with Morgan, we were talking about, you know, draw to first shot speed, which is kind of important. And um, I found that it's much easier and much quicker with an outside the waistband uh, type belt, even from a seated position, even if I had to do it um, sitting in my car or something like that. So for me, it works really well. It's uh, canned at 15 degrees, which is a nice angle as well for the gun. And um, oh yeah, I'm seeing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm playing with this thing right now with a with a blue gun, uh, and it really is hardy. This is really it just feels like quality. This is good stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Like I said, I've been wearing it every day for at least the last six months. I actually bought another one because I'm fashion conscious. So I have a black one and a tan one. <laughs> there's uh, there's five different colors. There's three different what they call collections. So mine, what I got was the classic collection, which is just the basic holster. There's um, five different, like I said, colors you can get that in. That goes for $105 is what that sells for. Um, the next level up, I guess, is their master collection. And what they do there is they use thinner leather. Um, this is both, um, these are both um, made with, um, God, I can't remember the uh, name. I had that at the top of my list too. Um, the, what, what type ah, of leather is that what you're saying? That's what I was going to say. Herman Oak domestic <laughs> leather is what I was trying to think of. Um, but with the, um, the master collection, they use two thinner pieces of leather and then they, they do each side with the two thin pieces. So what that lets them do is it lets them put more detail in the molding it also gives you a smooth finish on the outside and the inside of the holster. So if you've got uh, guns that you care a little bit more about, you're getting a holster for a, a more expensive gun or something like that, that's an, um, a consideration there or an option. And that goes for 165 And then their top of the line is the Signature Collection, which um, allows them to use three different kinds of leather. So you could change it up. You can get different colors. Um, the stiffener piece could be one color. The inside could be another color. The outside could be a third color. Um, that one's fully lined, and that goes for two oh five. Um, they're available. The, usually, the lead time is four to six weeks, but because of all the stuff that's been going on the last couple of months, they're pushed out to um, eight to ten weeks now. But, and, um, and and so outside of the waistband, and by the way, this looks like an awesome holster. It really does feel like quality. It's very stiff. It fits the uh, gun perfectly. Uh, it's it's uh, just enough retention so that it keeps the gun safe. It's this this looks awesome. I mean, it's I'm not going to fall out. Yeah, I've just been touching this thing for a couple of minutes, and it's clearly uh, recognizable as as um, quality. So when you wear it outside of the waistband, you just wear like a like like kind of right now you're wearing an, an over uh, garment garment like a, it's a button up shirt. Yeah. And, a, and a t-shirt. So you tuck in the t-shirt and wear the button up. Uh-huh. And I'm, you know, I'm wearing my other uh, Predator holster right now and it's fine. It doesn't show at all. And it's very comfortable. Um, 
a lot of times nowadays, this is about how I'll dress either with this kind of uh, outer shirt on. And in the summertime, it's a real lightweight outer, uh, you know, uh, synthetic kind of um, outer shirt. Mm -hmm. uh, in the wintertime, flannel shirts work great. That's yeah. just kind of the way I dress. And I wear sport coats a lot when I'm working. So it works perfectly with a sport coat. So I have to throw my car guy in here. Is there any kind of a warranty on their products? Um, you know, I do not know if there's a warranty on there or not. That's something I should have taken. I'm sure there'll at. be some kind of workmanship um, or. Yeah, know. I didn't. I, I'm I'm sure they would work with you because most of these um these leather maker with these holsters. These are um, almost custom made, right? They are, yeah. And um, probably a lifetime warranty as long as you don't. If eat there's it. something wrong with, it, they'll work with you because I've I've done that with like other, if the stitching comes out. Yeah, let's just. I'm say. sure they'll take care of that. I didn't look to see that specifically, yeah. but I'm sure they. Well, you knew I was going to bring care that, that up. It's quality. Yeah, I'll know now. Did you mess with it, Dave? <laughs> Here, check it out. Look at that. But, That's nice leather, right? Wow, that is very nice. Yeah. And, and the bottom, in the bottom, uh, there's two loops. There's one at the top and there's one at the bottom. What is, is that to, if you um, wanted to do a, like a love around your thigh? No, no, no. What that is, that's a, uh, those are the, the rear loop and the forward loop on your belt. So that's going to be right on your hip. Oh, okay. And um, what you would do, or the way I do it anyway, I'll go through the rear loop on the holster, then I go through my belt loop that's on my jeans, and then I go oh, through the front loop, I got and you. that sits right on the outside. Gotcha. And um, like I said, it's it's very comfortable. You don't even know it's there. Yeah, it's very and, it's um, very form fitting. Yeah, and the thing, uh, and the way it's designed, it 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 hugs the uh, the gun in close to you, so it doesn't really print. Yeah, because this doesn't come out super easy. I mean, you got to give a good chug on it. It does. You have to break it in a little bit. Um, How old the, is this? These are broken in. Uh, again, those are about six months old. Okay. Um, it breaks in pretty quickly. Um, you know, they, I think they recommend a uh, hundred, you know, draws with your gun there basically to break it in. You could do it faster uh, doing something called blocking where you take your gun or a blue gun like that, put it inside a plastic bag, slip that in the holster and let it sit like that for a few hours. Um, and then you take uh, take it out and it's um, a quicker way to break the thing in. Okay. But, and by the way, folks, we have a blue gun, which it's not a gun. It's just, it's just, it's a replica. It's a replica. So it's a plastic that looks like a gun. For all you <laughs> folks wondering if if he's brought that, no, this is a replica just to sh for show and tell. And the name of the company again is Right Leatherworks. W R I G H T Leatherworks dot com. Uh, dot com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've got a nice website. Uh, you could see. Uh, all of their various holsters. They do inside the waistband, outside the waistband. Right. They do holsters that you convert. Back men and, and women. For men and one. women, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, they have a whole bunch up cool. there. All right, folks. So if you're looking for a good, comfortable uh, a holster for your concealed carry, this looks like the ticket. I mean, it's super lightweight. It's not bulky. Great material. The workmanship, the stitching might be right. And, and don't buy cheap, folks. If you're trying to protect yourself, don't ever buy cheap. Yeah, and again, that you can find cheap holsters. Yeah, I mean, but Bursa Carry's got one for twenty bucks. Basically, and you won't you know? like it. But you know, this is kind of important. And kinda, uh, <laughs> you think? All right, we're going to take a quick break. And by the way, folks, more product reviews coming down the pike. This is Gun Sports Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Guns Sports Radio. What song is that? It's Monkey Wrench by yeah, the Foo it's, Fighters. It's the first oh song my. I ever learned on a guitar. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. You guys, we ought to do a, a music show. 
Hey, folks, this is Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, have you heard of A.O. Sword? Well, thousands of pandemic panic buyers did, and they found out what we already know. A.O. Sword Firearms is where to go. A.O. Sword Firearms in Elkhorn has the widest selection of guns in the county. A.O. Sword has hundreds of different new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for your AR-15. Whether you're looking for the latest competition rifle, combat pistol, or collectible cowboy iron, you'll find it all at A.O. Sword. They're also a professional gunsmith with a full machine shop. They can clean, repair, upgrade, or even customize your gun, including Cerakote. A.O. Sword Firearms is at 929 East Main Street, just off Mollison and El Cajon. Best of all, they are friendly, informed, and actively support your rights. See for yourself with this legal and technical updates on Facebook. Check out AOSword.com, 619-749-4867. With that being said, do we have Mr. Chong on the line? Mr. Hi, gentlemen. Hey, Mr. Sarah Coat. How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. I'm tired. Uh, speaking of you, legal updates on... You had a big Facebook, night. Uh, you had a big night, didn't yeah. you? Writing with a heavy heart at 1 a.m. watching La Mesa burn. Yes. Uh, yes indeed. Talk to us about uh, that. If yeah. I will. So uh, it, it appears, because I, and I, I, I tread gently because I, I know everybody involved, uh, being a former elected politician in the city of El Cajon, or excuse me, uh, La Mesa. Uh, it appears that the police department were given, uh, uh, you know, light touch orders to, to avoid uh, confrontation and conflict. And as a result, they they surrendered the city to uh, the rioters and looters. Um, the La Mesa Springs Shopping Center was gutted, uh, minor fires set there, and uh, what were uh, rowdy but peaceful protests during the day uh, quickly turned uh, ugly and destructive at night. Uh, two two major banks uh, right on the main strip downtown's uh, uh, Spring Street in La Mesa uh, in the old historic district. They got burned to the ground. Uh, historic building over there uh, holding an engineering firm with two people inside of it uh, on the second story uh, was uh, was burned and gutted. Um, uh, two uh, two vehicles were uh, were burned in the uh, city city excuse me civic center parking lot. Uh, the only the only meaningful defensive line the police uh, provided was for their own headquarters, uh, and even then uh, there was a penetration into the uh, police headquarters. So eventually uh, the 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 residents of La Mesa were absolutely left to fend for themselves and, and their own provide for their own safety. And that's really an important lesson for those folks who look at violence in Minneapolis or New York or Chicago and go, oh, well, yeah, that's, those are those big cities over there. It's not going to happen to us in the, a sleepy suburb of uh, paradise. But no, absolutely it can. It can happen anywhere. And uh, it was just really sobering last night. Uh, this stuff, of course, I... Go ahead. So, Dave, I, I I just don't get it. Why why would they soft pedal it? Why would they do a soft order? 
There, I don't know that, and you'd have to interview the people involved to uh, uh, to get that answer. Uh, all I can tell you is it, it it is at great political cost that a politician oh, yeah. stands up for anything that's uh, right or anything that appears to be politically incorrect. Um, we, I, I let me. This is not devil's advocate, but rather I want to show you another side of this coin. Uh, I, and I truly believe this, and this, I hope this opens some eyes rather than uh, turns some people away from understanding. You cannot say, I am a Second Amendment advocate, and I will burn it all down if someone tries to take my guns, because that is the foundation of the country. You can't be that guy, and then not also at least have an understanding of how someone would say, I believe in the inalienable right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and I will burn it all down if I feel that I cannot even have my, a right to my own life in this country. You have to have that understanding. Mm. Um, am, I, am I advocating or forgiving or, or endorsing uh, rioting or destruction? Absolutely not. Uh, I, I think it's all wrong. And I also think that, uh, uh, well, I, I've even... Uh, seen some uh, DHS intel suggesting that uh, this isn't even BLM-led now, but it's rather uh, Antifa that uh, is in charge of organizing and perpetrating the the, the looting and riots and destruction. Uh, but So I don't endorse any of that. That's criminal. Uh, and if some people engaged in that kind of illegal activity are confronted with the lethal force and they press forward, then they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I want to just have that wake up call that, look, if you feel that, if you feel that your fundamental rights as not even an American, but a human being are, are being uh, systematically violated, uh, civil disobedience and, and uh, disruption, I didn't say destruction there, but uh, to where the status quo is uncomfortable, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can understand how that happens. But we're in the middle of it. This is way past disruption, and it's into life-threatening destru- destruction. We're seeing shopkeepers uh, getting beat to death uh, mm-hmm. on national television. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a very sobering and sad situation. Well, supposedly, Santee's next tonight. Yeah, I've seen uh, uh, specific intel that uh, Poway and Santee are uh, targeted. Uh, there is a, um, and I don't want to talk too much about, uh, what, uh, no, me local law enforcement knows. So, right. yeah. uh, but what, what we, what's in, uh, not debatable and it's obvious from television is that there's a, there's a critical mass in, uh, downtown San Diego. Right. Uh, what does that mean? A critical I, mass? What is, what, what would, what would define yeah. critical mass? What do you, what, uh, that's, yeah. that's, uh, uh, a, a collection of people that is generating its own energy and, and attracting more people to come join what's already happening. Gotcha. Rather than, a, 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 so a non-critical mass, in, in contrast, is people who have decided to go demonstrate and protest, but it's a small thing, and the only way that other people get there is by specifically being invited. Mm. Okay. I, uh, bringing this all home for the... Uh, San Diego gun owner is uh, my, my reflection last night as as I was double checking my kit and making sure I had everything I needed in case in case I needed to 
stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, and I'm not going to be talking right now to the person who doesn't own a gun because I don't think that person's in our audience, but, but whether you are a longtime gun owner or a brand new gun owner, you ought to do a gut check and ask yourself, how ready am I really mm-hmm. to stand up and defend myself right now for the first time gun owner? They might not even have defensive rounds loaded in their magazine and their and their handgun or, or AR-15 mm-hmm. might be locked up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't want to t- get this into a situation where in the city of San Diego, it's illegal to not have your gun locked up if you're not actively using it. That's a, a piece of ridiculous that uh, I, I don't want to advise on mm-hmm. uh, over the air. But uh, for those who do not live within the city of San Diego... Uh, while you do need to make sure that you prevent unauthorized access to your gun, you need to have authorized access to it, and it needs to be ready to go. Do you have, for for uh, gun owners who are, uh, you know, look into their safe and go, oh boy, which pretty, which of my pretties shall I shoot today? Uh, how many? How many defensive mags do you have loaded up? Mm-hmm. If, if you need to carry that for a, a period of time, do you even have a holster that fits your, your gun of choice? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you well-practiced with your gun? How about your AR-15? Do you monkey with it so much that your the uh, optics on your duty gun, your, your defensive rifle, aren't even zeroed? Do you even know where it shoots? Or, or, do you even have optics on your rifle? Or do you know how to zero it? <laughs> Yeah, the the answer to a lot of these things is no, and uh, sure. Yeah, if, if if you need help zeroing an optic, if you need to pick an optic because you haven't chosen one yet, come on by the store. I'll hook you up. But this is really not about that. I'm I'm talking about for you folks who already own the guns. You don't need to buy something from me right now. But golly, make sure that your kit is ready to mm-hmm. go. Um, you cannot uh, walk around with a rifle if need be, for hours on end. So make sure you have a sling for that thing. Do you even know how to use a sling? Uh, what sling is best for you? Um, why uh, Why do uh, 9 out of 10 men hate a, a single-point bungee sling? They find that real soon when you start singing soprano. <laughs> hey, David, did you see there's actually a video uh, going around right now where there were a bunch of uh, masked uh, demonstrators and uh, one in particular was standing in front and had a uh, had an AR-15 and yep. um, a guy walked right up to him. Uh, he had a pistol, but he walked right up to the guy and yanked the AR-15 right out of his hands. Right. Just just Absolutely. that quick. Have you seen that? It's this is my rifle now. Yeah, I was that it, was Dave. It was that it was just happened. Uh, yeah, it was just happened two <laughs> nights ago. Um, yeah. And I thought, okay, well, there's a guy who has absolutely no training, has absolutely no <laughs> idea how to use his equipment. He's standing there with an AR-15. Oh, you mean the guy with the AR? Yeah, thinking that he was, yeah. you know, something. And then, boom, this guy just walked right up and had, took it. Just took it. Here, this is mine now. Did he start crying? <laughs> well, and that was the one that he had taken out of a police car, right? That was the story with yeah, that? Yeah, he he taken Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he stole that? He had grabbed it out of a police car, and the other guy gra- ran up and took it away took from him. Took it away from him, because I don't oh, think, yeah. he probably didn't even know how to. Dude, he didn't even know yeah, how to he fire just, it. He had it. Why was there an <laughs> AR-15 just hanging out in a police cruiser mm-hmm. available like that? That's kind of crazy. That was the story, though. Well, that anyway. is a bummer. I didn't hear. The, I didn't hear the backstory. I just saw. Yeah, I heard the uh, back. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard very too. Satisfying yeah. uh, coverage. <laughs> well, that, my was, rifle now. It was on the yours. internet, so it must be true. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> on the internet. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> oh my god. This um. 
So civil unrest in our own neighborhoods, I hope, is bringing some people back around to examining what, what is your mm-hmm. state of readiness really? Uh, what, are, what is your communication mm-hmm. level? And I don't want to get into too much of prepping and so forth, but uh, good golly, at least for providing for your own personal defense, which right. is often what we're talking about. And your family. Show. And your family. Yes. This yes. is truly a wake-up call. And if people don't wake up, then they're going to lose. they got to be ready. And, right. you know, this is – we're talking about personal defense. Yeah, not that's all offense. we're talking about. It's not a time to be a hero. Or no, be a, we're not asking you to go, go to go, the rally. No, no, you need to stay home, make sure you're safe. And, and be ready. And be a good guy like right. you're supposed Absolutely. to. We're talking specifically were, about having to defend yourself. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. This is not there the Alamo. Were, there were no – protesters shot last night in La Mesa. Right. Uh, there were no rioters shot last night in La Mesa, despite the fact that they were presenting a clear and present danger to life, an mm-hmm. imminent threat to, uh, uh, of a lot of uh, people. death or, or, or you know, maiming, yes, to, to a lot of people. Burning alive in, mm-hmm. in the case of those two people who were stuck on the second story of that engineering building. Um, but... And I and I point that out that there there were no consequences, no injuries, uh, despite the fact that several uh, businesses uh, on the main uh, drag through Old Town there. What is it? is that? La Mesa Boulevard? I, uh, or yeah, La Mesa Boulevard. Uh, yeah, uh, several of the, so it, several of them were not touched. They were unharmed because they had armed shopkeepers standing in front of the buildings, <laughs> and. They didn't get shot at. What did I tell you earlier? Did I not say? Tell me. No, remember I said, all we got to do is just stand there. Well, I know. I know. I'm right there with you, Dave. Hey, man, thank you very much. And I'm glad you were. God, I hate to see you out there. I know. I know that must have been heart wrenching for you, but, uh, you know. Yeah, that's my old stomping grounds. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm praying for this. for everyone involved. Yep. Uh, Me too. Me too. It just needs to come yeah. to an end because it's not. Yeah. It's not doing anybody any good. Peaceful protest, not a problem. Anything other than that, it's not right. That's right. All right, buddy. Thank you very much, folks. Stop by AO Sword Firearms any day next week. He's more than happy to help you with any of your home defense questions because if you're not ready, trust me, you're not ready. Thanks, buddy. Bigger. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, <laughs> Sam the Gunman. And I think we got a good question. Yeah, we do. Michael is studying like crazy. I am. On FM 96.1, AM Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. And don't forget, folks, go to any of your podcast forums, put in Gun Sports Radio. This is a show you will want to share. Hey, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own AR pattern rifle. What is the solution? Cali Key converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight full-bolt action rifle. So it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution, no milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. 
Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. U.S. Law Shields. Hey, folks, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice systems may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with the comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. The refi bell is rang for many uh, homeowners, and the home mortgage interest rates have dropped pretty low at a historic low, actually. And if you're looking to buy a refi or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or primerez.com backslash Alpine. All right, we got Sam the gunman. Hey, Sam, how's it going, buddy? It's going. How are you guys? <laughs> oh, we're doing just hunky-dory. Yeah, having all kinds of fun out here. How's uh, yeah. How's everything in uh, Virginia and the D.C. area? Um, well, the fact that you said the, uh, the D.C. area, um, I think... Uh, well, you know what's going on. For those of you who don't, um, the uh, nationwide protests uh, have engulfed both D.C. and Richmond and are making their way toward uh, my hometown. Well, that sounds like fun. Well, just be ready. Well, Fredericksburg is uh, historically um, a, a, you know, a, an area where two sides meet to hash it out and fight and then go home. So, you know. It is um, exactly halfway between Richmond and Washington, the two capitals of the warring um, powers in the American Civil War, and there was a battle there in 1863. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. I remember visiting that museum with your grandfather. He was—he uh, had a pretty funny take on it. It was—it was pretty hilarious. You know, I'll <laughs> talk about that. But he—he he, remember he said, uh, for those who don't know, Sam's grandfather was a war hero in um, uh, for the war for well, he actually fought in World War II. He flew P-51s. And then he fought for uh, Israel in the War for Independence and uh, was a decorated, uh, absolute, legit war hero and was quite a character. And when we were in this, this Civil War Museum, they uh, went over how, you know, the Union would come in and then the South would come in and they'd fight and they'd run over and they'd do it. It was, it was not exactly the most organized battling uh, that, that you've uh, probably ever seen. And I remember he turned to me. <laughs> After uh, uh, seeing one of the presentations, and this is, again, a battle-hardened warrior, and he turned to me and he goes, nah, these guys are idiots. They don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much sums it right up. I don't have to see the rest right of the Anyway. And that was a pretty spot-on impression there, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I used to do, I, I do your grandfather pretty well. Okay, so let's get to the question. This is from Gertrude in Escondido. Gertrude wants to know about caliber uh caliber the word it's from the french or italian calibro uh could possibly be from the arabic uh calib which means mold uh, as in like you know like a mold that you'd use to make a product with uh also based on the greek uh calipus which means shoemaker's last which is what of course they used to use to make shoes all right so here we go which <laughs> don't laugh at my that's a good one <laughs> don't laugh at my factoids here dave They're come on awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, Gertrude from Escondido wants to know 
what calibers uh, can a desert eagle be chambered in? What calibers can a desert eagle be chambered in? Gertrude from Escondido, thanks very much for the question. And um, uh, as with almost anything in firearms, with caliber, you can really get down this rabbit hole. Now, uh, the Desert Eagle, for those of you who don't know, is a very, very large self-loading pistol. And by very, very large, I mean even bigger than a 1911. Um, The thing is absolutely enormous. I can't even get my entire hand around it, which isn't saying much, but still. Um, It was originally designed to fire the 50 Action Express cartridge, which is basically, if you can imagine, a 50 Beowulf. It's a little bit shorter of a version of that. In fact, the 50 Beowulf was developed from the 50 AE. So um, that's a you know a 50 caliber cartridge. It's moving a really heavy bullet really fast, but um, it's a proprietary round, so it can be pretty expensive. So you can also get the Desert Eagle, and you can get conversion kits for the Desert Eagle in 44 Magnum and 357 Magnum. Absolutely accurate. By the way, I didn't know that the Beowulf came from the AE. That's a little factoid that uh, that's interesting. I didn't know it predated that. That's 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 good. But yes, yeah, she said yeah, three fifty seven, of course, fifty caliber. Um, and then she also mentions uh, that they also There's make also twenty nine Desert Eagle, which is um, I don't think they make that cartridge anymore. Well, they, she talks about the Baby Eagle as well, which is chambered in nine millimeter and forty. Um, so excellent job, nice work. I wouldn't characterize the baby eagle as part of the family. Um, Magnum Research, uh, which is a name that has been under a variety of different companies, um, appends the eagle name to a lot of the pistols they make, uh, when in reality uh, they're mechanically very different. So, for example, the uh, baby eagle, I think, is a CZ-75 variant, whereas the desert eagle is a clean sheet design. It's a a gas piston-operated pistol. It's awesome. That's not your grandfather would answer the question like this. He would have said, Ah, Jesus, that's really hard. That's how he would have answered that question. <laughs> so you did, <laughs> you were a lot more thorough. And uh, again, always getting it right. I don't know how you do it. You All must right. just live, breathe, eat, sleep, and, and uh, you know, drink guns. That's right. <laughs> that's all there that is. That is my it. job. <laughs> and by the way, how is work? Um, it's good. It's, uh, I mean, I didn't go to work today, but, um, it seems like the panic is kind of dying down though. We'll see how these, uh, mm. protests affect that. Well, all right, buddy. Will you stay safe and say hi to the family for us? Well, they're sitting right here, but, uh, you guys stay safe out there too. You got it. Buddy. Uh, tell them I said hi. <laughs> yeah. I was able to answer the question without using any profanity too. Yes, you did a <laughs> phenomenal job. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, buddy. Take care. Hey, folks, if you're a podcast listener, make sure you listen to our first and second hour of this on podcast. Just go to any podcast platform, stick in gunsportsradio.com, and you're there. And we really, really want to thank all our great sponsors. Without them, we couldn't sit here and have as much fun as we do in two hours. The Gun Range San Diego, thegunrangesandiego.com. Remember, they got new hours. Firearms Legal Protection, San Diego County Gun Owners. Come on, $10 a month. You got to join up. Come on. Join. U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, the Dillon Law Group, DillonLawGP.com, AO Sword Firearm Store at AOSword.com. Go out and say hi to Dave. And I really want to thank Michael Schwartz, Joe Tremisi, 
Sam the Gunman, and our digital master, Brendan Thomas. Go to Gun Sports Radio for podcasts and up-to-date information. And don't forget to hang out. Bob Siegel's in the house, and he'll have a great show lined up for you right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Gun Sports Radio, preserving America as a shining light on a hill through the expansion and preservation of your Second Amendment rights. Learn more about Gun Sports Radio, how to become a guest or sponsor by visiting GunSportsRadio.com. Join Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz every week at this same time as they enlighten you by sharing their unique and diverse knowledge of shooting and the outdoors. This has been Gun Sports Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.